This week on episode three of Birds of a Feather, Brandon and I discussed David Griffin's LeBron James comments, Michael Thomas's contract, and also Carmelo Anthony's farewell tour. This episode is also brought to you by a book written by Miguel Carmona called The Intelligence of a Clown. You can find it on Amazon and also Google Publishing. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Birds of a Feather, episode three. Episode right? three, yeah. Episode bro. three. It's been three episodes. Dang, cuz. If y'all have not seen episode, or listened to, I should say, episode one and two, please go listen to those. They're really good. We get into some dope stuff. But um, episode three, we're here. How you doing, Zach? I'm good, bro. Zacchaeus? It's, a, it's been a crazy week. Um, You know, one more, one more week closer to this football season. Yes. I saw the sorriest Hall of Fame game of my life. <laughs> Hey. People really watch the Hall of Fame game? I mean, technically, yeah. Because, I mean, you got to think about it. Like, that's the only football we have that's been so long. Like, the last game we saw was, what, February? That's not real football, though. I mean, technically. The Hall of Fame game, even the All-Star, the it's like. Do you realize that those are still professional football players? Yeah, but they're not, they're not even given a little bit of their... I mean, I don't know. They're all professionals. It's like it's but like they, the but they can't go hard though because it's football. It's like the sorriest person on the NBA bench. He's still a professional. He still will give you buckets. If you <laughs> why you keep calling me out? <laughs> if you keep calling if me you out, out there trying to guard, he probably still drop forty on you. Okay, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, who wants to watch? Nobody watches that. I don't know. Like man. out of all the All Star games, at least the All Star. I know out of all the major sports, all the All Star games, football is the lowest. Yeah, because they're. I mean, it's because it's football. Cause yeah, you, and then it's right before the the what the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, it is. yeah it's right now before the it Super is. Bowl. Now it is, and yeah. it's like that's too much, bro. No one wants to watch that. Only you. Listen, only you. Preseason football is fun. The Hall of Fame game is part of preseason football, and I mean, if the Eagles were playing, you would have watched it, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but yeah, man. Episode three, man. But yeah, I've been I've been good, man. How about your week, man? Man, I've been good. I've been living the dream, literally living the dream now. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> literally, I like that. I but like no, that. Uh, we want to start off with this football stuff, man. Because yes. I definitely want to start with Michael Thomas. <sighs> he got. That's not the cash. Sound. <laughs> that's a crazy cha ching. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that that's a crazy contract. But I mean, at the end of the day, okay, is he is he worth it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely. No. I, you know me. I'm all about the players getting their money. Right. Like all about the players getting their money. He got paid. He signed a five year extension worth a hundred million dollars. But let's be exact. It's ninety six point two six million dollars. It just rounded up to a hundred. A hundred million. A <laughs> hundred million. He got a twenty million dollars signing oh, bonus. bonus. That's crazy. So that means sign on the dotted line, twenty million goes in your account instantly. That's what a signing bonus is, right? That's what I assume it is. That's exactly what it is. That's twenty exactly million dollars signing yes. bonus. Carson Wentz got sixty-one million. That's crazy. Sixty million guaranteed. So that makes his annual salary every year. He's going to be getting paid nineteen point two million dollars. Michael Thomas, listen, I got these student loans. I got, <laughs> I got these student loans. I got going on, man. Listen, I just bought a crib. I, I need some help. Break us man. off a little bit, my G. Hey, you can come on a podcast. Facts, my boy. <laughs> listen, but listen. At the end of the day, I mean, he's a hundred percent worth it. I mean, we talk about we talk about production in these in these kind of contracts, and I mean, yeah. what better receiver is there in the NFL right now that's doing better than Michael Thomas? I mean, he's he's Drew Brees' safety blanket. 
He's led the league in receptions the past two years. I mean, he's been. I mean, you got some receivers out there though. That's, you definitely got some receivers, but yeah. I mean, he's he's solidified as a as a pure number one receiver. Yeah, you no, know what I'm is. saying. And he's definitely. I when I saw that contract come across the, come across the screen, yes, I thought, okay, this is a crazy contract for our receiver. But at the end of the day, I was like, but he's 100 percent worth it. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, no, I, I agree. It's just a lot of money, though. It's a lot of bread. It's a lot of bread. It's a lot of bread. And you think about but I'm all like, the players getting their money. And you think about the players like DeAndre Hopkins, the Jarvis Landry's, the you Antonio know Browns, yeah, the Julio Antonio Jones. Browns, the Julio Jones, like Mike Evans. If he just reset the wide receiver market when DeAndre Hopkins comes up again, or Julio Jones is coming up, yeah, what the hell are they going to do with him? That's going to be crazy. That's see, that's what's insane because these these players they set the market, and then now all the other players is like, well, I want that money. That's what's going on with Zeke. But we'll talk about that. But that's what's going on with Zeke. They like, yo, like I want that money. So now all the other team, even even the Cowboys, Facts. with um with um what's their receiver they got? Because his contract's Mark, coming Mark up. Cooper. Yeah, yeah, Cooper. His contract is be coming up. In the, I don't they know can, if it's next year or the year the after. The Cowboys have a crazy situation. They have to yeah. pay Dak, Zeke, and Amari on top of that and still have a competitive Jalen Smith should be coming up soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all just paid Demarcus Lawrence, which y'all, y'all needed to do because yeah. obviously he's yeah. a hell of a DN. But at the end of the day, like, y'all got a big problem down there. That's a dilemma. Man. But, but also... But getting into it, also the situation that they're in too is Zeke's asking for all this money because he saw what Todd Gurley got. But then you don't know what's going on with Todd Gurley's knee. So now, so now the Cowboys is kind of like, we don't want that situation on our hands where you pay Zeke all that money and then, oops, something's going to happen because he's a running back. But still, I, I think Zeke deserves his money. But I mean, that's just the, that's just the way of the game. And I mean, if we're moving into the Zeke Melvin Gordon conversation, I mean, it's. <sighs> The running back position, man, is a tough is a tough position because you ask so much from your running backs. Yeah, exactly. But at the end of the day, on the flip side of that, on the business side, you know you're not going to get the longevity that you would get from a quarterback or a wide receiver or a tight end or a tackle or something like that. So it's like it's playing that middle game, and, and it's tough, man. When you have this top talent, the the um, Ezekiel Elliott's, the Melvin Gordon's, the Le'Veon Bell's, the Tiger. I mean, these guys are worth what they're getting paid, but. On the business side, though, is that a smart? No, it is a smart thing. Zeke got the most touches out of everyone last year, like out of everyone on that team and everyone in the NFL. So, like, why not pay him his bread? I, I just, I we already talked about briefly. I think we talked about briefly on episode one about how, or not episode one. Personally, me and you talked briefly personally about how. Why or running backs get screwed, bro? They running do. backs get screwed and, and, and that's because the pecking order goes. The pecking order goes. You got your QB; they need to get paid, and then it's either what you either want your pass rusher or your wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Typically, it's wide receiver and pass rusher, but some people's pass rusher and wide receiver. Whatever you, whatever, whatever, you yeah, whatever you do. And then running back is just la- is after all those. Yeah, because the line comes before them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, wh- I mean, so, but you so, got to you got to think right. So with the running back position, right? Mm-hmm. Ezekiel has been in the league, what, this is going on his fourth year? Yeah. Okay, this is going on his fourth year. How many more peak years does he really have at that position with that workload that he gets over in Dallas? Maybe maybe four maybe four at the most of peak years before we start seeing, okay, all right, it's catching up to him. You know what okay, I'm saying? Okay, so why don't these, why don't these teams, uh, I'm not as well-versed in football as you, but why don't these teams sign, why don't these players sign these major deals, but only for a couple of years? Do they not want the couple years? They want like longevity with the team. Well, you want you want your bread when you can get it. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you can sign a two-year deal. You can have, say you sign a two-year, let's just say, for instance, a two-year $20 million deal, yeah. right? You have 10 of that fully guaranteed, right? Mm. Your first year, you blow your knee out past, you know, like the one of the worst knee injuries you can ever have. Yeah. At that point, you know, now you just shortchange yourself because you didn't sign a long-term deal with a larger guarantee base. What That's you true. did was you yeah. signed a short-year deal, $10 million, so now you can't ever play football again. So now you got $10 million for your name to last you the rest of your life. Which... For some people, <laughs> which I'll make some, that work. Yeah, which for some people that's not an issue. But you know, on, on the flip side of that, it's it's one of those things to where it's like these guys are playing this game because they love the game first. Yeah, and because they're trying to they're trying to set up themselves and their families in the long run. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it's like at the end of the day, if I come to your table and you're telling me you're going to give me fifty million dollars for five years, and I know that there's a there's a small chance of me getting hurt after that first year, then I'm going to sign that five year deal and take that fifty million dollars. So it's like, all right. So, but but this is this is another thing you said that I hate when 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 the teams screw the players like this is business, but when the players do what Zeke's doing, it's like you still got time left on your contract. Play out your contract. What's wrong with you? It's business too. Zeke is twenty three years old. All right. Like I said, he had the most touches out of everyone in the league. He led the league in and um he like all wide receiver or all running backs in yards per game mm-hmm. per carry mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and Todd Gurley got paid his 57 mil Le'Veon Bell got paid his 52 mil even David Johnson out here making 40 mil you know what i'm saying so not so Zeke is kind of like look i want my bread and I Zeke and and if you're asking me the question or if we're, or we're putting a question out there is Zeke worth the money yes Yes, he's worth it. But if you're putting a question out there for the Dallas Cowboys, is that the smartest decision for us to make when we still got to pay our franchise quarterback and our wide receiver? And I got a young defense over there who and, – and by the way, another problem that Dallas has, they drafted all these guys. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's not like they bought these guys in like, okay, you know what I'm saying? You're I mean, except for Amari Cooper. They drafted – yeah, except for Amari Cooper. They drafted these guys. So mm-hmm. these guys have worked, proven themselves on that rookie deal. So now, yes, they're, they're wanting to get paid. And me, on the other side, being business-minded, like if I was a Dallas Cowboys, I can't afford to pay my three top dogs and still have a competitive team. I can't. So I'm going to have to make a decision. Somebody's going to have to take a pay cut. And at the end of the day – why? But why Zeke? He's, he's literally the guy that makes their team go. His position. Yeah, but – that's just not right. It's bro. not right, but okay, it's okay, business. okay. It's you business. don't you don't pay Zeke, and then you run this man into the ground. He had seventy seven catches last year. He ended the year with almost two thousand yards, one thousand six hundred eighteen yards, which is crazy. That's just on the he's ground. He's your workhorse. One thousand six hundred on the ground. No, that's that's total. Oh, total that's total. Okay. Yeah, and he's and he, he's your workhorse. Like and you're talking about. Oh, you gotta pay your quarterback. Like, all right, I get the quarterback. I give you that because that's a quarterback. You gotta pay the quarterback. Facts. But like. You gonna sit here and pay Cooper before you pay Zeke, and he's your workhorse. Now he's literally your workhorse. I just don't think the type of money the the running back market, man, where it's set at, it's not worth. Like it's just not worth it. Thanks Todd Gurley and thanks Le'Veon Bell for doing what you guys did. You know yeah. to to take care of your running back yeah, university, but at the end of the day, y'all basically like push the market so high to where these other teams like they can't pay these guys, bro. Yeah. So now you're having guys like. A James Conner who's going to be coming up, he's going to get something crazy. You know what I'm saying? Corey Clement, for us, he's coming up. He's probably going to get a nice little two-year deal, something like that. You know what I'm saying? But it's like you have these second-tier running back guys who are now going to expect this kind of money. And now that's where 
you got to make these business decisions, bro. Like, you have to be like, okay, I can't pay. So, so you're not one of those people that's like, oh, he's being a baby for holding out because he still has, a what, two years left on his contract? His rookie contract. I, I'm not because, I, I, like you said, it's a business on both sides. But I think, you know, for me, if I was owning the Dallas Cowboys or something like that. You wouldn't pay him. Fo- no. You're bugging. I wouldn't. I would, I would definitely, I would, I would give him like maybe a two year deal, three year deal, give him a nice guarantee up front, like a nice signing bonus or something like that. But over the longevity of it, I'm not paying him. I'm just, I'm personally not, not if I had the situation that if I had the cars that were, that were dealt to the Dallas Cowboys, I wouldn't too many people you got to pay still. So is it worth losing him though? Hell no. It, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, you can't win. You can't win. And they're the going to lose him. You can't win. You can't win. Well, they they can't win without their running because that's that's their guy. So what 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 if this happens, right? What happened if Zeke walks and Melvin Gordon comes through the back door? That would be crazy <laughs> for the Cowboys. <laughs> but, but Melvin Gordon wants to get paid too. He wants to get paid too. You right? And they're not gonna pay right. Melvin Gordon. He's he's the same thing. He's trying to get paid too. So yeah, he's just about, not worth as yeah, much. Yeah, that's as what I'm saying. So let's talk about the other side, <laughs> the other side of the tears. What about well, Melvin no, Gordon? no. One, one thing with Zeke though. Okay. There's one thing with Zeke that they have been saying that I disagree with, but everyone's talking about is off the field issues. Yes, he has a lot of off the field Major. issues. Major. But and they just and they just tried to cover up another incident when he was already in trouble. Yeah, yeah, that it was a uh, the car accident. But that just goes to so to say the Dallas Cowboys organization as a whole, no pun intended, trash. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, and, and again, I'm all for the players, mm-hmm. so I even disagree with that because you knew when he was when he coming out of Ohio State, right? Ohio yeah. State, you knew coming out of. Him coming out of Ohio State, he was going to have some issues. He had some issues coming Especially out. Especially playing under Urban Meyer. Yeah. <laughs> he was hiding so much. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> coming out, you already knew. And then and then Jerry Jones already knew, like, he had the, what, he had the weed issue. Mm-hmm. He had the weed um, issue. He, had the, he just the recently assault. had the car accident issue, the assault, assault issue. issue. Yeah. yeah. So he has all those issues, and they just swept under the rug because he's their guy. Swept under the rug because he's their guy. He kept performing on the field. He kept performing on the field. He's having an off-the-field issue, but kept performing on the field. And they kept saying, okay, we still want you. We'll still cover all this stuff up because we want you. And now he's like, all right, bet. Well, I'm trying to get paid. And now they're like, oh, well, what about all these off-the-field issues? <laughs> but like, y'all had no issues with it before when I was over 1,000 yards a year? <laughs> now all of a sudden I want to get paid. Now it's an issue. I just think it's not right. Like, I, I mean, just, it, it, it's, not, it's not right, bro, but business isn't fair. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So, so business isn't fair if he walks. He ain't no baby. He gonna he, he gonna walk. If he walks, he has all the right to walk. Okay, but a lot, but, a lot of people. Let me say. Let people, me guarantee you this right now. Let me guarantee you this right now. What? And you, we, we all just learned it watching Le'Veon Bell last year. All right. If he walks away from what Dallas offers him, I guarantee you, any team in the NFL is going to offer him a little less than what Dallas offered him. No, I disagree with that. I, whole no, argument. you want me to tell you why? I hundred percent agree with that. Why? Because they're not going to want to do what tie all their money into this running back for him to get hurt. Do something crazy. You know what I'm saying? That's why Le'Veon was saying, oh, I don't need all this money. I need all this money. Pittsburgh's not going to give me all this money. I'm going to get it somewhere else. He walked, and he got way less than what he thought he was going to get. $52 million. That's exactly Ish. what's going to happen. And and when Le'Veon walked, he was really the team. Literally. He was he was Le'Veon Bell, bro. Throw it to him. Pass it to him. Make him kick it. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? He was the whole But so team. is Zeke. So, Zeke is their whole... Bro. Zeke is their whole team. Like, Zeke is literally their whole team. He catches, 77 catches. He clearly runs. He does it all. Zeke is their whole, and he's a beast. He's, he's a, a beast. beast. He's a beast, though. 
He's a beast. But I just wouldn't pay him that. And I guarantee you if he walks, hear my words, guys. Hear my words, fans out there. If he walks away, someone's gonna pay him. he will not get that money. Someone's going to pay him. Mark my words. What's today? August 5th? Someone's, someone's definitely going to pay him. Today. I believe like someone's definitely going to pay him. Today? No. He's he's not. It's over for him. He's, he's going to get paid somewhere else. And and I'm telling you, this is what's going to happen. This is what might happen. He's going to hold off. They may play a game, the first first regular season game, without Zeke. And he's going to get smacked. Smacked. And they're going to be like, oh, we need Zeke back. We need Zeke back. How much you want? $60 million? What? Listen, the fan in me is playing. It's praying for Zeke to walk. <laughs> Please walk. Okay? I'm tired of seeing you twice a year. I'm tired of you putting up 150 yards on my defense. Walk away. Okay? I was just about to say that. I'll be fine with that. I was just about to say that. Go but, to the AFC. But Melvin Gordon, on the other hand. Would you pay him? Would you pay him to come to Philly? To come to Philly? Yeah. Nah, nah, nah. I'm cool. We're good with exactly. running backs. Exactly. Cool. So we got plenty. How much? So if you right were a GM or an owner, how much are you paying Melvin Gordon? I don't know how much he's asking. How much is he asking for? But he ain't. But but let me just put it to you like this: He's not getting no top running back money. But why not? Because has he put up top running back numbers? No, he has not. Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, Zeke Elliott numbers. Those three are. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But those three are the like the. <laughs> that's what. I, that's my that's point. That's like the cream of the like. But that's, that, but that's my point. Am I going to pay him? No, Zeke. I want to pay because he's that dude. You're talking about three. If they were to retire right now, they'll probably be first ballot Hall of Famers. No, retire right now. I'm just saying, like Todd Gurley's a gift from what they've accomplished already, and for the future of what they may be able to accomplish. You said if they retire right yeah, now. No. Yeah. No, if they retire right now, no. Of course not. <laughs> okay. It's a league with like, what, a couple years apiece? Let's see. So, let's see. Melvin Gordon contract. Gosh, man. So, right now, so he's expect, he's expected to be an unrestricted free agent next summer, 2020. Mm. Right? Mm. Had injury issues. Mm-hmm. All right, because remember the last, the end of the season last year, he set out a couple games before yeah. the playoffs started. Yeah, had injury issues, but he has been productive. And remember his rookie year, we were like, oh my god, is he going to be a bust? And then towards the end of the year, he kind of started rolling. Then last year, he had a pretty good year, you know. And then he got injured, and then he came back in the playoffs. Didn't even really do too much in that playoff game. Went into the offseason. Now he's asking for a huge contract, and that's tough. He had um, eight hundred eighty-five yards rushing last year. Um, four TDs, one fumble. Um, he had fifty receiving yards. I mean, he's he's not putting up crazy numbers. He doesn't have over a thousand yards. You know what I'm saying? Listen, the Chargers offered him a deal in the ten ten to eleven million dollar range. How long though? Was it an probably extension it was, or something? It was probably like a four or five year deal. Mm. And he said no. Of course. If I mean, he I, if he would have got ten million a year, right, it would have made him the fourth highest paid running back in the league: Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson, Melvin Gordon. And you said no to that ten, eleven million dollars, and 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 then you said, "I want to trade." So you think he's? You think this Melvin Gordon? I mean, I wouldn't be, pay him. Exactly. <laughs> I already said that I wouldn't pay him. But he's going to go out in the market and get like, not at a running back, not at the running back position. I don't know, man. Can't be at the running back position. Maybe if we were talking about wide receiver, 
left tackle, offensive guard, something like that, that's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking about a running back who did not. Listen, stop screwing our running backs, though, man. Like, stop screwing these running backs. It's crazy how running backs, these great running backs, are so good for a few years, and then they bop around from team to team to team. It's just like, it just sucks how they do running backs. And they put all this weight on them. Like, they put all this stress on them. Like, they're not going to pay Zeke, and they're going to, like I said, they're going to run this man into the ground because he's who they have. He's their workhorse. They're going to run him into the ground. Like, it's just not right how they do it, man. Every team just needs to be running back by committee. If you don't pay these guys, run back by committee. Pay everybody a little bit of money. It works. You win championships. Yeah, like you that. win championships. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they're not getting paid because they're like, ah. Like, they know the remedy to win isn't – you don't need a running back. But you know what's crazy? And you're absolutely right because think about, think about like, the New England Patriots and when yeah. they win. They don't have, like, a solidified number one running back yeah. who's in there the whole game. Yeah. Think about the Philadelphia Eagles 2017. We didn't have champs, baby. We didn't have a number one. Yeah, we had Jay Jai in there for most of the year, but when when playoffs came around, we were throwing everybody in. We were throwing all different kind of. Oh moves. yeah, we were doing all different kind of things. And then you think about, um, you think about even even the Broncos. I mean, Broncos. Even the uh, the Rams. Right mm-hmm. when they made it there, they had they were throwing Todd Gurley at you. Yeah, and then Chris Anderson came behind you. But he, but but I see what you're saying. But here's the thing: the Cowboys have a small window right now. They have a, they don't have that a huge window to win right now. They have a small window to win, and in order for them to win this upcoming season, they need Zeke. Fact. Like there's no getting around that. Like if you, if they want to win, they need Zeke. Like I, I'm not a Dak Prescott guy. I mean, I love the Eagles, but I I don't see the big thing with Dak Prescott. I, I haven't bought into Dak anyway. Yeah, so they need Zeke to win. So if they want to win, which he wants, Jerry Jones wants to win so bad, and if they want that, you gotta pay him his money. But you. Ha- and you're absolutely right, bro. But guess what? You have to pay your franchise quarterback at the same time. Like, it's not like these guys came in two separate. These guys came in together. Yeah. All right? You yeah. just got lucky because you drafted one guy fourth overall, and the other guy you drafted what? The fifth round? Yeah. Fourth or fifth round, something like that. So with that being said, you got lucky like that. you know. But now it's the time for they came in, they played wherever they were drafted at, they proved themselves. Now you got to pay them both. And then on top of that, you have an R-World receiver. Pay them both. If you want to win, go over that cap. No. Pay that. Lu- Dude, does the NFL have a luxury tax? Don't listen. Listen. Jerry Jones, don't listen to Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> he got the bread. No, listen. Golden State did that. You know what I'm saying? The luxury, they went over the, they the luxury, over the luxury tax, tax. The luxury tax works differently, though. Oh, okay. I, was, yeah. I, was, I don't it, know how it works. It works, it works totally differently. And don't worry. For episode four, I'll be able to break that down for you. 100%. Okay. Because I know in the NBA, it's every dollar spent is a dollar paid in tax, which is crazy. Mm, but That's a lot of bread. That's a lot of bread. Yeah. But th- for them teams that have a lot of money, they have an owner with a lot of money, and they want to win. Because when you win, you get a lot of money. You know what I mean? They just balance that out and make it happen. I mean, again, but I don't know how it is in the NFL. So don't worry, I'll have the answer for you next week. But I, I do think, but Zeke, Zeke, pay that man. Y'all are crazy not to pay that man. Just pay him. He, he, look at the numbers. He, like he deserves it. Like stop playing with these people, man. Give these people their money. Like, <laughs> Give why me you my money, man. Him? Give him his money. And uh, Melvin Gordon, nah, kick rocks. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I think but, that I think that ten to eleven million dollars a year was the, the correct threshold for him, yeah. and I feel bad for you, Melvin Gordon, that you didn't hop on that and take that because I mean I don't I don't see you going anywhere else right now and getting that kind of and getting anything more than that. Yeah, but Michael Thomas, 
again, got paid. Cash, 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 my boy, Michael Thomas. But yeah, it's been, I mean, it. he he set this market so crazy, but we'll definitely see what happens when, when Julio comes to, comes to play. Because he's coming, yeah. and that's going to be crazy. Yeah. Yeah, Michael, like that. Whew. So... So you're for so you're for the Michael Thomas contract. You're for the Z. You're not for the Z. I'm saying don't pay Z. Listen, he's saying don't pay Z. So there's two sides, right? I'm saying the fan side of me is saying, yo, pay the man. You know what I'm saying? He's proven he's proven himself. Yes, the numbers speak for themselves. Yes, right. The business side of me is saying, if I was the Dallas Cowboys, if I was Jerry Jones sitting there with my pen in my hand about to sign that check, I wouldn't do it, just because I. I can't afford to pay you what you're looking for and still be able to pay. So then you don't care about winning. I do care about winning. That's you why that's why I can't pay you that because I care so much about winning. I still no, no, no. winning my- now. Okay. See, you care about winning now or looking down the road? And see, and when you ask Some that, teams have different philosophies. Right. And when you ask that kind of question, that's different because if you're asking me if I want to win right now or I'm thinking about building long term, yes, I want to win right now. So yes, so I want to pay him. Right. So then where are you at? Zach? What would you do? I'm telling you exactly what I would do. Like, so you were, you're saying no. If I, like I said, if I owned the Dallas Cowboys and I was thinking about the longevity of my team, the success of my team, long term, me not just being good this year, but me being good for a period of time, then I'm not paying him that amount of money right but now. But what if you have an Adrian Peterson on your hands? What if he's just going to run like the wind for a decade? <laughs> Why not pay him that? <laughs> a decade. I mean, when you say it like that, that's different, man. But that's what, what I'm saying. I mean, what? You talking about AP? What was the last time we seen AP? I'm in the just league? saying. I'm just saying. What if you have that on your hands? Just pay him. These these team people. You don't understand the 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 how much money these teams have. Like just the owners, but the TV deals that these people that these teams that these teams that the, that the league signs. They have ridiculous amounts of money. The Dallas Cowboys are the richest franchise in sports. In sports, all really, across. they are. Yes, they are. More than the Yankees, though? More than the Yankees. Yep. Somebody fact check them. Don't worry. <laughs> fact check myself. So, somebody fact check them. Speaking, speaking facts. Let me let me see, because I'm saying, what about the Lakers? Most valuable franchises. But I'm, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking the Yankees. That's the only team I'm thinking about. That no, would, that would be I think more. they... Let me see. Because I know Dallas will be up there, but... Dallas Cowboys, $5 billion, New York Yankees, $4.6 Oh, so close. Don't ever try to fact check me <laughs> talking about football. <laughs> so close. But yeah, so the Dallas Cowboys are the most franchise, most valuable Worth franchise most, yeah. in the world. Okay, so then why can't you pay Zeke? It doesn't work like that, bro. Just because you have the most money in the world in football, like just just because your organization has the most money, you can't just go out like baseball and just get all the best players because you have the money to pay them. It doesn't work like that. Well, that's they, why they actually set, could. They just don't want to. Right. Because it's a different sport. Right. But they could. Which is why they set the salary cap the way that they set it, though. But because these questions have caught me so off guard on, on this episode, next episode I'm coming with all the facts <laughs> to break down the whole salary cap thing, the whole, the whole everything, the whole luxury tax. Because it's like if the Dallas Cowboys wanted to, they can have Tom Brady, Odell Beckham, Julio Jones, Zach Hurts. I mean, they can have a whole team of all stars. Oh, because because okay, I see what you're saying. They can pay them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they can pay them. Whereas baseball, they do that. The Yankees do that every year because they can pay them. They can pay them. Yeah, and all the players is like, what? Two hundred million dollars for ten years? (laughs) (laughs) They be signing, bro. The deals that they signed in baseball are ridiculous. They just gave somebody and someone out there. You can fact check me. 
um, what was it, three, four years ago, they gave some player a lifetime deal. Oh, like yeah. something ridiculous. A life. So that means for the rest of his life, yeah. the team is just like, yeah, we can do whatever we want. There's a guy, there's a guy that's on that's on something like that too, that played baseball back back in time. And I, mm. I hate doing this because I don't like not saying names, but yeah. he uh he has a contract to where I think over the next like 33 years, he's getting paid a million dollars a year. That's from crazy. Him. Yeah. Yeah. But I think about the contracts like Bryce Harper just signed with the Phillies, right? Yeah. Phillies, my team. Three hundred some million for like ten years, bro. That's I mean, it's crazy. That's just re- that's a ridiculous amount of money yeah. to play baseball. Yeah, mind you, they play one hundred eighty-two games a year. One hundred eighty-two. Yeah. Okay, so that's a lot of games, but they play they play double headers too. Three hundred million. Some of them got some of them got in a contract too. Like some pitchers have in a contract. Like if I'm not like if I'm not pitching on these away games, and I don't have to go. They have that in a contract. The game's over. Get alert to your phone. Ding. Oh, another check. <laughs> just got another one just dropped. I didn't even go to the game. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's ridiculous. Isn't it? But uh, but also look at too like not because I, I love money, but not getting the money thing. But look at too how they get paid because I know um, my dad told me back in the day. I believe they still do this in basketball, but back in the day they got paid biweekly, and and basketball they got paid biweekly, and I know in football they get paid per game, right? Right, so you get game checks. Yeah, yeah so game checks. In every game, you yeah. get checked. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I don't know how it works in baseball, though. I don't know either. Yeah, we have to look. We, we have, have to look, look that up. up. But, but um, I just know them contracts that they be having, though. Fat and that don't it be. Is it all right? We got to do our research on baseball because if I'm not mistaken, and I'll clear it up next week if I am. But we good. Let's just talk baseball. Their contracts are fully guaranteed, right? Yeah, what? they are. You know what? That. I'm going to say I'm 85% sure, yeah. Because I know the Phillies gave Ryan Howard bread. So Ryan Howard, I don't know if you know. Yeah, black guy. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ryan Howard was a huge home run hitter. Um, he's he's a big reason why we won the World Series in uh, 09, I think it was. so uh, Or 08, something like that. And they paid Ryan Howard like ridiculous amounts of money. Soon as they paid him all that money, he started to fall off. Like his home runs, even his hits, all dropped down, and everyone's like, "Yo, you need to pay some of that money back." But he was just laying back. He had he had some ridiculous house built, either in in Philly, even in PA, or in, or in Jersey. Some ridiculous house built, and he's just like chilling, like I'm getting paid. I would have did the same thing. <laughs> and, and I think they were trying to, and again, someone mistake me if I'm wrong. I think they were trying to um like renegotiate his contract. Or trying to like get another team to pick up his contract, right. and everybody's like, "No!" Everybody, I was like, "Pay me." At least Just he didn't pay me. At least he didn't ask for a farewell tour. <laughs> <laughs> nice segue, Zacchaeus, into Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo, my guy. Listen, I am hundred percent supportive of you. I think you're a first ballot Hall of Famer. I think you're one of the greatest players to ever touch a basketball. I disagree. Um. I don't know what this guy's what this guy's talking about, but for my generation, it was a blessing to see you play basketball. It was a blessing to see you come, you know, and and do what you do. Um, it sucked for me to watch you dwindle out of the league. It sucked for me to watch you complain and bitch and all that stuff on the benches that you had to come off to help better these teams. So, well, now you hear what he said. Now, now he's 
He's like, I'll come off the bench. <laughs> but now that's what I'm saying. Now, you know, and now he's getting to the point where he's like, okay, now I'll come off the bench. I'm fine. I'll swallow my pride. But now yeah. you like playing yourself kind of sad. But at the yeah. end of the day, I just want to say this, Carmelo. If you want a farewell tour because of who you are and what you've accomplished in this league, I think that you can have one. But I do not think it should be as extravagant as Kobe's was or, or Tim D-Wade. Duncan or or D-Wade or Dirk Nowitzki. I mean, yeah. even, Dirk didn't even have one. And I mean, Dirk didn't even. I mean, he sneaked in, though. Everyone, everyone knew, knew he, he was, was retiring, yeah. but Dirk never came out and said, I'm retiring this year. Yeah, yeah he you didn't. Know? But like, like, come on now. Yeah. You could look at him play on the court and go, okay, he's gone. D-Wade <laughs> D- D- came out and said, listen, I'm done. Yeah, D-Wade. Kobe. Kobe came out and said, listen, yeah, I'm, I'm done. done. You know, yeah, but yeah. I think I think Carmelo, like, if, and, you know, it came out days later that you said, okay, you didn't actually say that out of your mouth. But if the thought is there, I, I feel like that, you know. You can have a farewell tour, but I don't think it's going to be as extravagant as Kobe's was or a Tim Duncan or anybody else that we just named because you just haven't accomplished that. You, you don't even have a championship ring, my brother. He's never even made it to the finals. Like, why are we? Listen, I've never been a Carmelo Anthony fan. Never. Never? I To me, out of the great players, he's the most overrated, in my opinion. I think now at one point we were. I'm gonna let you get back to your point. Yeah, go ahead. But at one point we were literally discussing Carmelo Anthony as one of the best one-on-one players to ever touch a basketball. Am I lying? Okay, I'll give you that. Offensively, he was very, very, very good. But he, my issue with him is he did nothing else. Like. All these great players, they did other things. You know what I mean? It, it, okay, if they could only score, they were leaders. You know what I'm saying? Or if if they only could score, they would you know get defensive rebounds or they would do something to show that they're well versed. They would lock up on defense. You know what I mean? They would do what they would have to do to win. Kamal Anthony isn't that guy. Literally, all he can do is get you some buckets. Well, back he can't even do that now. <laughs> but back in his prime, what he could do was go out and get you buckets. He was a bully on the block. He could shoot the three. He was one-on-one amazing. I give you that. But that's it, though. And that's why I just, I've always thought he was overrated. Um, I guess, okay, you can give him, yeah, you can give him Hall of Famer. But I don't know. I'm, I've never been a Carmelo Anthony fan. I, I've... I think he his his ego is way 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 too big, like way too. He big. does have a huge ego. He definitely does have a huge ego. But I mean, as far as but what great players don't though? Like what great players in the game of basketball doesn't have a huge? ego? I mean, he's a man. Men have egos. I get all that. And great players, especially players like LeBron and D Wade and Carmel, like these guys have been told they're great since they were a. Ba- which kudos again to LeBron, like. I mean, I think LeBron's a little arrogant, but there's nothing too much that you can see. Yeah, I do. I, th- I think he's a little arrogant. But I wish I could have just saw my face just now. <laughs> but there's nothing. There's n- why people say he's not is they don't have any actual facts to say any things that he said. I just think the way he carries himself to me is a little arrogant. The way he carries himself, and but you have to think like even the way he handles that though is amazing because. Ever since LeBron was in middle school, they've been like, you that dude, you that dude. His whole life, he's been told he's that dude. His whole life, Shorty's been trying to come at him. So question. His whole life. So question, right? With that being said, are you arrogant or is that who you really are? Because that's all you know. 
No, 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 no. That's not who you are. It shouldn't. It should never be who you are. No. But that's all you know. All you know is people telling you how good you are, and like, all you know is how people telling you how good you are, and oh, you, you can't be stopped. Da-da-da-da. Since you were 13, 12, 11 years old. Yeah, I know, but I come at it from a different perspective. I come at it like this is all God given ability. This ain't you. Facts. You know what I mean? No, God gave you this. Yeah. So like, I'm not gonna be over there. Even if I mean, again. You never know how you would be unless you're in a situation. Nobody told me I was great. So, you know what I'm saying? But I, I like to think that if someone constantly told me, I'm great, I'm great, I'm great, I'm great, I'm great, I'm great, I would take that and go, thank you, but this ain't me. God gave me this and keep it pushing. You know what I'm saying? But but again, I, I, like, I don't want to get into the LeBron thing, but kudos to him really because he's handled that his whole life. And he's handled it great. Mm-hmm. Like He's handled it amazing. I, I mean- for somebody to have that much success and you've never heard anything bad yeah. about him, yeah. that's oh, yeah. amazing. It's amazing. To me, and to me, that solidifies every that solidifies his greatness for me. Because for as long as he's been in the NBA, as much as he's been face, you know, LeBron facing the NBA, you've never heard anything crazy. The craziest thing he's ever done was announce his decision at the Boys and Girls Club to which team he was going to. Yeah, but that that even that even wasn't even that crazy because all the money he got from that that's what I'm saying. The there's no there's no infidelity. <laughs> it was a charity issues, event. You know what I'm saying? There's no infidelity issues. There's no yeah, but you don't know what's going on behind the door. For, for well, what of course. You, well, yeah. I'm saying from, from what, what we you know. See. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean that that part right there solidifies his greatness for me because how many great players have there been that haven't run into any scandal like that? Well, it, it depends on that's your version of greatness. To me, that's not my version of greatness. Right. Like you're a grown man, you should be out of trouble. Like I, I don't like giving people cookies for things they should be doing. Like these people that's like, oh, he takes care of his kids. Like, all right, bro, you supposed to do that. To like, why are you bragging about that? Yeah. Not that he is. I'm just using it as an example. But like, to me, what's about, what talks about greatness is mentality on the court. I'm talking about his craft, what he does. And yeah, he's great. I was finna <laughs> <Yeah>. say what? <laughs> what? No, but no, but that. But what I'm saying is that's the only avenue I'm coming at it from. Like that's the way I'm looking at and it. Not. I mean, off the field stuff is great. But if he was a jerk off, if LeBron James was a jerk off the off the court. Like never did, never built that school. Was mean to people, arrogant to people, all types of crazy stuff. He would still be great because his craft. He's amazing at his craft. Yeah. I mean, it would come with a little caveat, like ah, he's kind of a jerk, but but he's great. He's great. <laughs> like let's be real. Like but, okay. he's amazing. So listen, on the other side of that, right? Getting back to Carmelo. Okay. Carmelo career averages. All right, this is points, rebounds, and assists. Twenty-four points a game, six point five rebounds a game, and three assists. Is that not? Farewell worthy numbers? No, it's well, his points are amazing, but like you said with his rebounds, no. Like his rebounds never been great. Um, nothing about him has ever been great besides his points. Well, he's like, always been just a go-to scorer. Th- but that's it. That's all he does. And I don't I don't like that's why I don't like him, because he can't do anything else. Like you have these great players that could do other things. You know what I mean? They could they could go out and get you buckets, but they can motivate their team. You know what I mean? Or they could they could go get some defensive stops. You know what I mean? They could get that key rebound. Carmelo has never been that guy ever. Chauncey Bills, everybody said, oh, all he really cares about is getting his points. Well, when he I was in Houston, he did start he did start rebounding and screaming every time he went up, remember? Shouts out to you, Carmelo, for, for making it known you were going up for the rebound. <laughs> Since everybody was only watching everybody the score. <laughs> nah, man. He's – no. Does Carmelo Anthony deserve a farewell tour? No. I, I think That's players, the difference of the question, though. I think though. players getting farewell tours is funny to me. 
I mean, it's different if, um, I don't know. It, some some people like didn't ask for it; it just happened because you know what I mean. Like Kobe, like Kobe organic. and stuff. He wasn't like it was like organic. It was yeah. like everyone knew that this is the last time that this great player. Because I remember when he came to Philly. I wasn't there, but I watched it. And then, like, this is the last time Kobe's going to be in Philly playing the Sixers. Like, give him his props. It's like, give him his props. Yeah. Like, this is, you're watching greatness walk off the court. Even Dirk, like, greatness walk off the court. It's like, you deserve it. Everyone stand up, jersey swap, do whatever. But for you to be like, and again, he said he wasn't like that. But if it, if he did say that. In some in some, some shape, way, form, or fashion, yeah. then come on now. Oh, oh, I want a farewell tour. Like, what have you done to deserve a farewell tour? Like, what has he done? He's averaged 24 points his whole career. Okay. <laughs> Who cares? What have you done to deserve a farewell tour? I mean, when you He's say never made the yeah. finals. Yeah, when you say that, you're absolutely right. When you when you put it like that, you're absolutely right. He's always been a scorer. He's never been that guy. Anything else. Team over the top. Yeah. You're right. 100%. Even if he was, and again, even if he was just a scorer, because there are people, I know people are going to say they're opinion players that all they did was score. Yeah, but they did other things. Like they could lead, they led their team. You know what I mean? He's not a leader. He's never been a leader. He's never been a motivator. He's never been that guy. He's just not. Well, I, okay, so I think the question. The question is getting misconstrued there, right? Mm-hmm. So there's there's one side. Does he deserve a farewell tour? No. And that is that is the no. And I I understand where you're coming from. Other side is, if he did have a farewell tour, will it be an issue? And me personally, you, Mister Basketball God, okay, to pay homage to greatness. So yes, if he wanted to have a farewell tour. Fine, Carmelo. Go have your farewell tour. Fine. I'm fine with it. No. No. Well, well a team would have to pick him up. I'm not even going to lie. Here, here. I'm not even going to lie. Sixers is my team. I love the Sixers. And I hate Carmelo. But I wouldn't mind having Carmelo come off my bench. Of course. Who would? Yeah. I wouldn't mind having him come off my bench. He's not starting. Send him back to Denver. Bring him off the bench. Yeah, that'll be that'll a good place. Be, that'll be nasty. Actually. Yeah, but they got their, their team is too. They, get, they don't have no room for him. But, um... But I mean, I honestly wouldn't mind having him come off my bench, and this is why because he's crying now. He wants he he wants to prove something. He's gonna have something to prove, so he'll come off the bench. He's like, I'll come, you know, he was talking to Stephen A. I'll come off the bench. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we know you will. Like, you ain't got no choice. You Obviously, no you start. It's not working. Yeah. So like, you come off the bench, fine, and he'll have something to prove. So you can come to my team. I think we're gonna see. No, I'm not saying that. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think we're gonna see a reincarnated. Is a team gonna pick him up though? That's the thing. Is any team gonna pick him up? Um, but yeah, no, I wouldn't give. I don't think he deserves a farewell tour, and no team is gonna pick him up for him to have one. So, <laughs> <laughs> but would people really be hyped though if Carmelo, like Carmelo's in my, like I'm just thinking about me, like I'm a huge basketball fan, love basketball. And again, I may be biased because I'm not a big Carmelo Anthony fan, but if he came to Philly, like, I wouldn't be wanting those tickets. You know what I mean? Like, Kobe, yeah, I want to see that. D-Wade, yeah, I want to see it. Even Dirk, yeah, I want to see that. I don't want to see Carmelo. Like, who cares? Maybe it's one of those situations where you don't realize what you have until it's gone. It's 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 <laughs> been gone. gone. <laughs> it's been gone in the league since midway through, what, even the beginning. It was the beginning of midway through last season he's been gone, and now I haven't lost any sleep. I'm gonna be honest. I thought the OKC situation was gonna be great for him. I honestly did. And then when he didn't play out, and then he went to the Rockets. At that point, I was like, no. "Yeah, no, Carmelo." I don't know, man. But what about segue into our next topic? 
Tim Duncan's coming back to coach. Timmy D. That's crazy, yo. That's that's crazy. Cause I never, th- I would never think somebody as fundamental and nonchalant, like he doesn't show any emotion really, like too much. You know what I'm yeah, saying? So I was like, how can you coach? Like, how can you show that emotion? But you don't have to. Yeah, you don't have to be all emotional. Yeah. Because pop, I mean, no, pop gets upset. Nah, nah, pop, yeah, pop, pop, that's a pop that's a horrible emotional. example. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a horrible example. But when I think, I mean, I mean, I really think about like coaches not really getting out of their skin, like. Great coaches that don't even Coach K gets out of his skin with his college kids. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just like, no, you had um. Okay, you can help me out with this. The Colts coach Tony Dungy, not not that coach now. He he's he Jim does Paul the um Will. yeah he does the the light skin ball black dude who does the uh he announces the games the Monday night is it the Monday night game Tony no Dungy. Sunday night games Tony Dungy yeah okay he's a quiet even keel never yells the players even say like he don't yell. You know what I mean? He's not that dude. And he was a good coach. Like, a really good coach. Well, I mean, and, and I think... I just don't think... Like, you don't need that. You know, and you're absolutely right because there is different coaching styles. Yeah. I think for Tim to be coach, you know, like, I don't think as a player looking at Tim Duncan, you have to think about why is he not... Show, like, who is he really? Because obviously we've seen who he was for 18 plus years. Yeah. Kind of thing. So I think with Tim Duncan, it's more like... 19 years. 19. Yeah. What kind of coach is he really going to be? Like... I don't see him being one of those coaches that's going to be on you or yelling at the refs or on the sideline yelling. I don't see that. No, no, no. He's 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 been in the league for 19 years. He's Mr. Fundamental. He's smart. He's very smart. He's and and another thing is he knows how to handle players because when you're a basketball coach, you got to handle players, egos, the media. You got to handle all this stuff, right. and he's seen it for almost two decades. So he can bring what he's learned to the table. I mean, what? He's a uh, five-time NBA champion, <laughs> like <laughs> three-time Finals MVP, two-time MVP, fifteen-time All-Star, ten-time NBA First Team, eight-time NBA All Defense First Team, and he was a Rookie of the Year back in nineteen ninety-seven, <laughs> which is crazy. Such a long time ago. I was seven years old, by the way. Shout out to me. Um. Well, this I'm just saying all so all that everything that he's learned over being in the NBA for 19 years, he can teach these guys. Right, and this is what I was just thinking. I think about. he's going to be great. When you were going down that amazing stat line, crazy that we'll probably probably won't see for <laughs> crazy who knows how long. But when you were going down that, one thought was coming to my head: greatness is hard to teach. Greatness yeah. to somebody that's not on that same level. Yeah. I think that's be the only issue. That's why I think Kobe, if Kobe decided to coach, he would never be a good coach. Kobe's a savage. Michael though. Jordan would never be a good coach. LeBron He's James a savage. would never be a good coach. No, LeBron James might. Kobe, see, that and it's the, the mentality, mentality thing. The mentality. Yeah. yeah. Kobe and Michael Jordan are savages. Like, I don't think they could be coaches because they chew and spit players out. Listen. LeBron wouldn't do that. LeBron would be like, it's okay, buddy. I don't I don't Come see on. that though. I don't see that because I think. I think LeBron has that side of him, but he he holds a certain level of great, like a certain level of respect to greatness to a whole nother level. Yeah, you know he has that side out of him, but he chooses not to let it come out most of the time unless he absolutely has to. Right, like we've seen it come. And out. my thing is with Tim, it's like kind of the same thing. It's just like somebody that's been so great and it was so second nature to him to be able to teach somebody, and then in his mind he's probably going to expect I'm teaching you this, so you need to be as great as me. And I don't think. 
Nah, I don't, I don't think out. he's thinking that. Well, I mean, he might not be thinking that right off the bat, but I yeah. think that's that's something that that's an issue when you have great players trying to teach other players how to play the sport. It's hard. Well, I mean, the reason why I think he's going to be a great coach is is what I've obviously his long and I listed his long great or line. successful. There's a difference. I don't know. I don't know yet. I, I mean, right now I'm going to say successful. He could be great. I don't think he's going to fail. I think if this something. If this is something he really wants to do, I think he can be great at it. I really do. And and he's and, and here's the thing too. He's under pop. One of the greatest coaches in sports. Facts. Like one of the greatest coaches in sports. He's under pop. So all these teams pick assistant coaches from pop. They all pick assistant coaches from pop. They they don't want to hire Coaches that's been in the league for years, that's been proven in the league for years, they rather hire assistant coaches because they're assistant coaches of Pop. Listen, you either, if you're an assistant coach for Pop or Coach K, yeah. you're good. You're good. <laughs> you're good. You're going to you're get going a somewhere. job yeah. for, a big, for a big program. Yeah, for a school, for a, a professional <laughs> team, overseas, you're doing something. Something. Yeah. So, and, and that, so he's definitely going to get his opportunity because of that. And he gets to learn under Pop. So all those intangibles you were saying he might not have or it might be difficult for him, he gets to learn under the, one of the greatest coaches ever. No, and that's true. You I know mean, what I'm saying? So that's I, true I when know. you I kick just, it that way, but yeah. I just think that the product, okay, how fast that he's going to want to see the change in product I don't think it's going to be as fast as he wants to see the change. You know what I'm saying? Because I think the yeah. greatness that he's kicking out, that he expects for them to play at, they're not going to be able to play there. Yeah. And it's going to obviously make him have to go back to the drawing board and figure out how to get your message across to where it's effective. I think he'll be fine. He fits in with that Spur, that Spurs culture. Timmy, my boy. <laughs> I love how you on the podcast, bro. You my boy. <laughs> he wouldn't say nothing. He wouldn't say much. He wouldn't. He'll but just, that's cool. He'll just hold up hands. I'd be like, Timmy, breathe on the mic. Breathe on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> but segue into that culture. So the Spurs culture right. is an amazing one, even though that Kawhi situation was a little weird. Yeah, where'd still, you get this segue word from? What do you mean? The segue into the... Yeah, segue into the next thing. Oh, okay. You, might, you don't know what segue means? I might use that. I'm not, I'm not even really segueing, but... Because <laughs> I'm not actually doing it, but... Anyway, um, the Cleveland Cavaliers culture right. now is a losing trash one. But before it was a successful winning one with their GM David Griffin, but he just came out with some some things he said to Sports Illustrated. Sports Illustrated wrote an article on him, and he said some some pretty interesting things. What were, what were those things he said, Brandon? He said what people. So he pretty much said what a lot of the media was kind of thinking at that time, like. LeBron James runs this team. LeBron James makes all the decisions. Like it must be to- uh, tough being a coach and being a GM for LeBron James' team. And he pretty much said, "Yeah." But he said, "We'll quote him for word for word." He said, "Everything we did was so inorganic and un- unattainable, um, and it wasn't fun. Uh, it was miserable. Um, literally, at one moment." I thought LeBron, all LeBron wanted, pretty much what he said, was all LeBron wanted was to win. And after he won, he just didn't really care about anything else after that. It didn't really, you know, didn't really matter to him. Um, and he said that to Sports Illustrated. And LeBron was shocked. LeBron didn't, he didn't see that coming. He thought, he thought him and David Griffin was cool. You know what I mean? He didn't see that coming. And you could see that, though. Like, with that team, you could see that. Of course, and, and, and this is my thing, right? 
Back to this greatness conversation. Hey, the name of this podcast this week should be Greatness. All right, I like that. All right, so back to this greatness conversation. Right when you're when you have, especially in the sport of basketball, right? Because this this sport is prevalent. You you can be really great as one person more than any other sport in the world, other than soccer, obviously. But in this sport, when you have someone that great on that level. Yes, I think it's going to be hard because of the expectations behind it. And that's what he said. Yep. Yes, you You're have right. to. I don't care if you don't like it. I don't care if it's not, oh, we're losing, so nobody, the, the spotlight isn't on me, so whatever, I can do whatever I want to do. I don't care. When you have somebody that great on your team, you need to win, okay? Let's let's turn the page. Let's go back in time. Kobe was really successful with the Lakers, right? Mm-hmm. They started to lose. Kobe was in practice. Bussing players behind on the court and yelling at the staff up there like, "Yo, this is what y'all bought me. These are the bums y'all bought." Calling them the b word and all that. Swaggy people. Like, I don't know who he was talking. He wasn't talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got Michael Jordan going around slapping Steve Kerr in practice. Like, listen, punch them, punch them. When you're that great, I don't. David Griffin, what you said, like you you played yourself. And from LeBron James' eyes, you played yourself. When you're that great. That's the expectation. And no matter if you like it or not, that's what we expect. That I mean, yeah. that's what it has to be accomplished, period, point blank. And that's what and that's what he said. So so LeBron was pretty much just like, yo, surprised about this. Apparently, LeBron's camp or David Gerson's camp reached out to LeBron's camp saying, you know, it was Try all misconstrued. Yeah, yeah, it was all misconstrued. And LeBron's camp was like, look, if it was misconstrued, jump on the air and fix it. So he did that. He was on ESPN's The Jump. And fix what he said. He was like, "Oh, it was taken out of context. The way I was, the angle I was coming at it from was it was difficult to do my job, not because of LeBron James, but because LeBron James is on my team. Like what, what you said, the expectation, yeah, because of what the expectation is and and what the media put on this team. He pretty much said before LeBron came back, we were in rebuilding stages. We were trying to. We had Kyrie. We knew we had something great. We were trying to build around Kyrie." Then LeBron James comes back and it's like, you got to win a chip now. <laughs> like, right now. Like, right now. Well, they, they were in a chip that year, too. Yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> so like, great. I know. You got you to win a chip right now. And it's like, and if he said for him, like, that's tough. Like, to come with that, to shift your whole, you know, what you were here to do, that's just tough. And and I see I see where he's coming from. Like, I do see where he's coming from. And, I, and I'm going to be real. This quote from LeBron has me so fired up. Oh my gosh. David Griffin said his comment. My guy, King James. All right. Mm. LeBron James. All right. James Land. <laughs> King of the Jameses. He said, All right, all right. Enough is enough. <laughs> the throne has been played with too much, and I ain't for horseplay. Ether coming soon. Laughing emoji. What does that mean? What is ether? That means revenge. Oh, okay. So what what in my ears, this is what it means to me. Oh, y'all done forgot. <laughs> y'all done forgot who I am. And I'm finna come out and I'm finna give everybody buckets. Everybody. KD having this conversation. Oh, I might not be the best player. Buckets. Kawhi Leonard, you think you're the best? Buckets. Everybody's getting buckets. Okay? And I'm going back to the chip and I'm finna win. And I'm gonna win MVP. That's what that said to me. 
Anybody, anybody that's sleeping on me that think I'm all washed and oh, I don't care about this game no more. Da-da-da-da-da. Here I come. I'm coming. I'm coming. Laughing. So face, some for, fiery emoji. I'm gonna be like uh, I'm gonna be like Skip Bayless. So from what I heard from everything, all that stuff you said, LeBron's gonna be MVP. Lakers gonna win the the, the championship. <laughs> Lakers gonna go to the finals and win. LeBron's gonna be MVP and be Finals MVP. No Finals MVP. He's not gonna win league. MVP. Oh, 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 he's going back. He doesn't need any more league MVPs. He has four. Facts. Like, what do you need more? He for? should. Yo, honestly, like, let's be real. He should have. He how should many have all been in the league. Yeah. Okay, he should have every single one of those. Like what? <laughs> He doesn't need any more MVPs. Like those are minute. He wants finals. He wants LOBs. He don't even care about finals MVPs. Yeah, honestly. he just wants to win the chip. He just wants the LOB. Well, he knows as my boy Kawhi said. Yeah. I just want that Larry OB over there. You can have the MVP trophy, bro. Look, man. Everything David Griffin said. I mean, I didn't read the article. I should have read the article. I got to read the Sports Illustrated article. But pretty much, again, what David Griffin said, he was like, look, I wasn't even coming out from now. I was coming out from a different angle. And the whole article was supposed to be about his new position, which he's the um, the executive VP of the Pelicans now. Yeah. So he got promoted from GM to- He has a great opportunity there, though. Yeah. He does have a great opportunity there. Yeah. And um, so the whole piece was supposed to be about that. and But, you know, everyone took that and ran Soon with that. Soon you say anything about LeBron, yeah. the whole story switches. Yeah. Everyone took that. Kudos, idea. kudos to that uh, interviewer though. Kudos, kudos to him because nah, I'm sure man. whoever did it gave him a stupid way. Yeah, but people they be twisting. Look, oh, we the media now. We're just talking about the media, but we the media. Oh. But we not we don't twist words. Yeah, there. I don't twist. So yeah, listen, don't twist if words. any of the ones that I said, my boy, after your name and you come on the show, I'm not going to twist your words. We're not going to twist your words at all. We're going to put everything you say out there, and we don't write any articles, so it's all good. But LeBron James, no. He's getting yo, he's getting old. Facts. I, I ne- listen, I never this is for, okay, for years and years and years, I've kind of not skipped over, but I kind of out greatness. Go ahead and put your foot in your mouth. You're you're going for right years down I've that been line. doing this. Listen, for years I've been doing this. Listen, I've I did it with the Spurs for a very long time. And, and every year the Spurs come out and do make some noise. Every year. And I'm wrong every year, but it's right. Spurs. People are doing it with Golden State. We got to get into what Clay said, by the way. But people are doing it with Golden State, and I won't do it. But I just feel like I want to do it. I just feel something's telling me, like, LeBron James isn't done. I'm not saying he's done. Go ahead and put your foot in your mouth. I don't know, man. Does LeBron James have enough juice to be MVP of the league, to take this team to the finals? In the West, like, does he ha- does he still have the juice to do that? The man puts one million dollars into his body every year. <laughs> you love saying that. You love that about him. A whole seven <laughs> figures into his body every year. You love saying. You're that. telling me that he can't perform at a high level. That's what you're telling me. No, 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 no. no, no. I'm not saying he can't perform at a high level. What I'm saying is, is does he father time? It's creeping up for him. Like, Father Time is coming for him. So, is this last year? Like, again, we saw he got hurt because he's getting older now. Maybe something like that happens again. Maybe he just starts to go on the decline. Eventually, he has to go on the decline. You agree, right? Yeah. What so, kind, I mean, what kind of decline? Are we talking about a Kobe decline? Because Kobe, Kobe was averaging... What he said, I think he said, listen, whenever I average less than like 17 yeah. a game or something, I'm trash. I'm retired. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, no, no. Kobe was still balling, but he kept getting hurt. He wasn't 
on that level. He wasn't making the impact that he was. You still no. had to you still had the game plan for him though. You still oh yeah, because he's Kobe. Yeah, you still had to do that. But I mean, I don't see. I just can't. I don't see LeBron. Honestly, obviously, yes, I know Father Time. Father Time never loses. Father Time always wins. Yes, I hundred percent agree with that. But I just personally don't see this man slowing down anytime soon. When I say anytime soon, I'm talking about the next two. Two to three years. Okay, so he's to you. He's going to the finals, mm-hmm. or he's going to the Western Conference Finals. Right. He's winning and going to the NBA Finals. Right. So you have him. Do you have him winning the NBA Finals against if my Sixers? anybody in the East? Yes, definitely get your Sixers. I mean, uh, against your Sixers. Sorry. This the disrespect. Yeah, definitely against y'all. Did you see what Clay Thompson said? Stop counting out the Warriors. Clay Thompson said pretty much. <laughs> he talking about hype about. He hype about LeBron. I'm hype about the second best shooter in the history of the game. Second best shooter in the history of the game. Second? Second best shooter in the history of the game. I can argue third. I still think Ray Allen is a slight better than no. Clay. No. Career averages? The proof I, I, don't, I don't have to look at numbers. I was going to say, because you know I can pull up. You can pull up numbers. Go ahead and pull up numbers, but I don't have to look at numbers. I think Steph is number one. That's agreed upon. Steph Curry is number one. I think Ray is number two. No. And Clay is number three. No. Hey, Ray and Clay. Clay. That's cool. <laughs> Clay is the number two best shooter in the history of the game. And my second and, and my second best player ever to me is uh Reggie Miller. I love Reggie Miller. He was a dog. I love Reggie Miller got so much. Yeah. And Clay is better than Reggie. Clay is better than Ray. Clay is better than Peja Stojakovic. Clay is better than all them guys, bro. Second best shooter in history. He came out and he said, "Yo, y'all going to stop counting out the dubs." How dare y'all count us out? Many people saying the dynasty is over. How dare y'all count out Golden State? There's no way that current team with with a hurt clay. Let me clarify How because dare let y'all. me clarify this for you. The disrespect. You, you'll be the type to try to take my words and run with it, just the like the dis- media. <laughs> disrespect. Listen, without a healthy Clay Thompson, that team. Maybe number, maybe, and this might be a stretch, but I don't, I don't know. Matter of fact, I'm 100% confident in this statement. <laughs> that team is the fifth best team in, in the Western Conference right now with the roster the way it is with Clay being hurt. The fifth best team in the Western Conference. Maybe, no, maybe the sixth best team. Oh my God! You want the me to go down the list? We don't need to. We don't. We don't need to go down the list because whatever you want to say is wrong. So there's no point. And <laughs> let's go down the list. You can't. There. Do you agree they're a dynasty? Yes. You can't count out a dynasty. You can't count them out. You just can't. You can't. Well, guys, I think that's going to wrap up our show for today because Brandon's over here talking crazy. They're going to, they're going, this is what I'm saying right now. They're going to the Western Conference Finals. That's what I'm going to say right now. I'm going to leave it at that for right now. Birds of a Feather, Episode 3. It's been fun. It has been fun. (laughs) It has been fun. Check out, check us out. Go look at our other two episodes right um listen to them give us feedback let us know what you think um and this was fun yeah had a good time see you guys next week peace peace